Welcome to the Talk of the T-Town podcast, where we discuss all things track cycling. Broadcasting from the Valley Preferred Cycling Center, I'm your host and executive director, Joan Hanscom. Welcome to the Talk of the T-Town podcast. I'm your host, Joan Hanscom, and I am joined this week by uh, Brian Abers of Bry Hop Coaching and, and many other coaching things. Uh, his, his list, his career accolades are long, um, and we are delighted to have Brian on the show with us today to talk perhaps not strictly about coaching and racing track bikes, but uh, as I'm sure most of our, our listeners have seen in the news or recently on social media channels, Brian has uh, has a story to tell us uh, today that's an important one for athletes to hear about supplement use and uh, positive drug tests uh, in sport. And uh, I'm delighted that Brian was willing to come on and, and talk to us about this. It can be a a touchy subject for folks. I know it's not the first time it's happened in our community. Um, so we thought it would be great to get Brian on and and have him talk to us about what happened and, and how you can avoid the same fate, uh, which I think is important for folks to understand. So Brian, that was a long rambling introduction. Uh, I said I've had six shots of espresso and I wasn't joking. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, so Brian, you're joining us from Colorado Springs. Uh, you look like you're in a room full of, of stuff, uh, behind you, bike racing things, perhaps, uh, what, uh tell, us about, everything. tell us about where you're joining us from. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm joining you from, uh, my apartment in, uh, in Colorado Springs. So, uh, if it looks crowded back there, it's simply because it's a small apartment. So everything is just kind of stuffed in, but, uh, um, yeah, there's, there's a bike back there somewhere. There's a couple more over around. So you just kind of cram them in where you can get them. I, I feel that if, if you could see not the white wall behind me, you would see much the same in my apartment. Um, so Brian, tell us, uh, let's, let's not, um, let's not beat around the bush. Tell us what happened in the last six months of your life, because I know it's been challenging for you. It's, it, it's been, it's been a bit of an adventure, uh, one that I would prefer to, uh, avoid in the future. But, uh, um, in, uh, in September, uh, I was racing uh, at T-Town uh, for uh, for Masters Nats. Uh, got called in for drug testing. Didn't think anything about it. Think uh, think I waved at you guys uh, going through the office when I was going in, and uh, you know, chatted with a couple of people that were already there. Um, you know, it was kind of a routine thing. I've probably been tested a dozen times over the last eight racing years, maybe something like that. Um, did the test uh, about two, three weeks later, I guess uh, I get a call from USADA uh, and it came up on my phone as USADA and I, <laughs> as stupid me, didn't, uh, didn't think twice about it, uh, answered the phone. I was like, Hey, how's it going? What can I do for you? And they informed me that I had passed, uh, that I'd uh, tested positive for um, a substance called ibutamorin uh, in my system. Uh, what had happened was that uh, they detected 0.011 micrograms of, of the substance uh, in my urine. And uh, that comes out to, what, 11 trillionths of a gram. So very tiny amount. Uh, and, uh, and we started the process of 
okay, how do, how do I deal with this? And quite frankly, you know, I thought I was, thought I was fairly sharp with the whole USADA thing and realized that I had absolutely no idea what I needed to do. Um, called the, uh, USOPC on buds, asked their advice. They recommended getting an attorney, hired an attorney and, uh, started that process. Attorney uh, recommended that I take all the supplements I had in my cabinet and send them all down. And I'm thinking, okay, well, yeah, I don't know what the odds of this are. Uh, you know, it's pretty much the same supplements I've been taking for decades at this point. And sent them in. He sent them into a, a lab to be tested where they found uh, uh, they found this substance in uh, in the glutamine I was taking. At that point, they sent the glutamine, presumably just the glutamine, to uh, to USADA. Uh, they tested it, confirmed uh, that uh, there was contamination in the glutamine, and we started the process of of well, my lawyer started the process of you know discussing with USADA what the next steps were. Uh, subsequently, USADA uh, offered me a one year suspension retroactive from the date of notification, which would be um, August, or I'm sorry, uh, October 6th of this year. So, so let's take a pause there um, okay. for folks, because certainly everybody I know that does sports at a high level um, does some sort of supplementation um, some way, shape or form. I mean, I, I went digging through my countertops today to find, and I'm holding up for everybody, my my bottle of amino complete amino acids. Um, and I guess this is where we, we sort of stop and say, how do we make sure this doesn't happen to other people? Um, because, you know, you saw to themselves in your statement uh, when they announced you're positive, but broadly speaking, always say if athletes choose to take the risk of, of using supplements, you know, it's on them to make sure that they're not contaminated, which is almost an impossible task. Um, so I've worked with a nutritionist for a long time. Um, and I, when he started prescribing all the supplements that I take, and, and certainly there's a lot of supplements recommended for women my age who, you know, as we, as we age, you start to, you know, not do things like have lean tissue anymore or like lean muscle mass. Um, so things like amino acids are important. So how do we make sure that we're taking something that isn't going to get us in trouble if we compete? Um, and I, I looked at the, the notes from my nutritionist and I saw in the notes from my nutritionist that he was really adamant that I only take supplements that were either informed by sport certified or as USADA says, NSF certified. Um, and I guess at this point, you know, were you looking out for that as well? Or is this just a product you had trusted? You know, tell us a little bit about, about that. And then let's dig into what these certifications mean a little bit for folks. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, a, that's the next question. You know, were, were the products you were taking uh, either NSF or informed by sports certified? Do you not know? Was that something that you weren't looking out for? Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's the next round of questions. So, so <clears throat> that scenario is interesting because uh, I uh, 
I typically got all of my supplements at a, you know, a major, uh, health, health store retailer. Right. Um, so I have, I have records of all the purchases I've ever made, which conveniently enough was, uh, was something that I needed to dig into, uh, during this process, That's but amazing, it turns out actually, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got really lucky with that, uh, as well, but, uh, um, it turns out that I actually, uh, purchased this product, um, in, uh, in the T-Town area uh, while I was there uh, during the summer uh, in July. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure what happened. So it, it, it was a product I had used before. This particular product was not NSF certified. And uh, the, the product I was generally using was a bigger container. And I think that was, you know, and it was NSF certified. And I think that was probably uh, why I was using it because it was a bigger container and it was NF certified and it, NSF certified. And it kept me from you know, going to the health food store, you know, every 30 days to get another container. So um, this one was a smaller container and there's, you know, and I'm totally speculating at this point, but uh, one of two scenarios happened at that point. I, you know, I was out of the supplement, was replacing the supplement and I either, you know, didn't have the supplement that uh, was the NSF certified supplement uh, available at the store, or I decided because this was a small container and I was traveling that that might be the better way to go. I'd used the product before. I, you know, I'm reasonably sure I've been tested on the product before and really gave it not a lot of thought. Um, the problem, you know, and to go back to your original question, the short answer is you can't ensure that any product is safe. Uh, if right. it is, um, even if it's NSF certified, they're not required to test every single batch. Uh, and, you know, one of the things, one of, one of the many things I learned through this process is uh, the, the mixing process of, of that of, let's say, creatine. Uh, creatine is kind of the one I go to because, one of the things in my research, uh, I can only find two places in China that actually produce creatine. And my understanding is that it all comes over to the States or over to Europe in these big bags of, of pure creatine monohydrate, right? Uh, the companies that make the, the supplements uh, purchase the creatine from from one of these two labs and, you know, and, and that's not, that's, that's my research and that's, that's all I've been able to find. But um, to the best of my knowledge, that's, that's how it works with creatine. Uh, they take the creatine, obviously the NSF certified companies test this stuff, but anything they put into it, you know, any fillers, uh, you know, uh, volumizers, whatever uh, gets mixed into a giant bin. And uh, it's very easy for, um, for chunks of, of this powder, you know, in, in this powder form to end up in certain places in the bin, but not thoroughly mixed. So even if you, and, and this is why, you know, this is again, speculating, but I'm assuming this is why USADA, uh, you know, is, is very big on, you know, preferring you not to supplement at all because you're always running this risk. Even if you test that, 
if you test the section that doesn't have the contamination in it, you don't necessarily right. pick up the contamination in, um, you know, in, in what I'm assuming is, is a pretty massive uh, silo of, of creatine. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And you can see where it would be incredibly easy for this to happen. And uh, I think you're right. This is why there's always risk associated with this stuff. Um, and it's, I guess you're, you know, every, every time I take my little amino acid capsules, I'm taking that same risk. Um, I think we all, we all do it. Right. Um, so, so let's go back to the USADA process then. Um, you know, once they, once they tested and, and found, yes, there was cross-contamination and they worked with you on this reduced, uh, this reduced sanctioning, uh, how, how, how did that work? Like, was it, were they cooperative? Were they, you know, what was the general process like dealing with USADA for folks to understand? Dealing with USADA was was fine. Um, I, I have, I have zero issues with USADA. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty grateful that, uh, you know, I was looking at a four year, uh, a four year sanction, uh, getting it reduced to one year by being able to, uh, at least show, um, in, intent, uh, was, was a huge relief for me. Uh, USADA was very professional, very, uh, very easy to, to work with really. Um, but but I think you have to remember that USADA is, um, for for lack of a less harsh way to put it, USADA is not is 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 going to presume you guilty rather than innocent because that's their job, right? Their their right. whole entire process is to uh, is to stop is to stop doping um, in sport. So, you know, if if it's in your system they're going to catch it. I mean, if they can, if they can find, you know, uh, 11 trillionths of a gram, uh, in a, in a milliliter of, uh, of liquid, then, um, you know, they're, they're pretty good at being able to spot this stuff. Um, at that point they're, you know, they seem very willing to, to work with you and, and allow you the opportunity to, to defend your actions. But at the end of the day, their job is to stop doping in sport, not necessarily make sure that, you know, Brian Abers gets a reduced sentence or or anything along those lines. So, um, you know, if you keep that in mind, it's not it's not a it's not a terrible process. It's not a pleasant process. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's the equivalent of the cop pulling in behind you while you're driving down the freeway. And then, you know, wondering if you, you know, if your tail lights out or if you, you know, you automatically lift your foot off the gas, everything. Right. So um, there's, there's that part of it, but you know, the, the process is pretty much up to you, uh, you know, and in my case, my attorneys to, to figure out, how this happened and, and, and try to attempt to, to show that there wasn't intent uh, to do this intentionally. Right. So, so obviously, you know, a one-year sanction has very real life ramifications for you. 
um, you know, serious real life ramifications for you, um, you know, other than losing results and which, you know, I'm, I'm sure feels awful as well. And, and, you know, not being able to compete. Um, but you're also a, a pretty high level coach, uh, in the sport. Um, how has this impacted your professional side of life? Um, how, how is this, you know, impacting you in the day-to-day of, of running your coaching business and, and working with your athletes and, and what's the, what is the real world, you know, the real world, cause racing for us at, at master's ages is, I don't want to say pretend or fun, fun stuff, but how does this impact your, 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 you know, your day job? Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's had a, it's had a pretty significant uh, effect with it. Um, I had uh, uh, several riders that um, uh, that were riding with uh, with national team, um, you know, USOPC, uh, Para, um, all of the above, and uh, I've had to at least temporarily give those riders up. Uh, this is what I do for a living, so uh, the income from that went away. Um, I'm not able to I'm not able to do any coaching at at any of the races anymore. Um, the upside of that is, uh, I'm actually, uh, uh, bringing my daughter in, um, uh, as a, uh, as a coach now, she's a, a rower for university of o- Oregon and approached her with the idea because I needed a coach to, to do these things, uh, at this point. So <clears throat> it's been challenging, but, um, you know, trying to obviously trying to make, make my way through this. And I've got another, another six months of, of, you know, covering coaches costs and, uh, and, you know, trying to, uh, trying to abide by, by all of the, uh, all of the rules of my sanction. Uh, so, so it's, it's been challenging. It's been super frustrating. It's been, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, thrilled with the idea of, of, you know, going to T-Town for, uh, for Nats and, uh, and sitting in the stands, uh, and, and watching the athletes in my coaching program, uh, you know, be coached, uh, by somebody else and watching them race and having to just basically sit in the stands and, you know, twiddle my thumbs and, and hope everything goes well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's the part that, that's the part that's been hard for me. I race my bicycle at this point because I like racing my bicycle. Um, you know, I, uh, uh, the, the guys I race with at, at nationals and, and world and masters worlds are, uh, you know, why I race my bicycle. And really it's probably, I probably race maybe three or four times a year at this point, you know, and, and everything else is, you know, and I do it because it's convenient because I happen to be there. Um, typically my race days happen to be a pretty light day for everybody else because the coaching takes priority. So, um, you know, that's, that's not terrible. It's not great. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, doing cartwheels in the background here, uh, because I, uh, because I can't race my bicycle, but the coaching side, uh, is very much a concern. So um, I, I, what's good to hear is that athletes have you. You still have athletes that you're coaching, um, even if you can't be trackside with them. You're still working with athletes in some capacity, um, 
Is that well, sounds correct? They're they're certainly they're certainly in the program, and yeah, I've got uh, I've got several coaches at this point that uh, that are part of my program that uh, are you know taking over day to day stuff that you know I'm I'm trying, you know I'm I'm basically a business owner with with a handful of coaches at this point. So right, uh, so you're, which gets you're which gets really that. challenging because they like to get paid too. So yeah, sure. Um, so six months from now, your coaching um, license will be restored. Uh, you'll be able to be back on the track side w- with your athletes. Um, this experience, um, I, and I'm, I'm making an assumption here that could be wrong, um, but the athletes you coach with, I'm sure at, at some point you were making recommendations for supplements or, you know, trying to, to, to make, you know, uh, help you help your athletes make decisions about how to supplement. Um, how has this experience changed how you're going to approach that with your athletes or has it not? Is it just, you know, this is a risk we take or has this changed your, your approach that you're going to take with your athletes when you get back to it? Well, it's, it's certainly, it's always been a concern having that conversation with my athletes simply because, uh, you know, USADA makes it very clear that, you know, you're responsible for what you put it into your system. So, you know, in, in my case, you know, I tested positive. Uh, that's that's completely on me uh, because it was my responsibility to make sure that I didn't test positive. Um, you know, I always I always uh, kind of hedge that conversation with, you know, you can't, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to guarantee, <clears throat> excuse me um, absolute, uh, guarantee your ability to test, uh, clean, uh, by taking any, any supplements at all. You know, the only way you can really guarantee that is to raise your own food, you know, drop an artesian well and, and, uh, you know, basically live a monk-like existence, uh, in, in the woods somewhere to be able to guarantee that you're absolutely, absolutely clean. Um, you can mitigate some of the risk, uh, with supplementation and, uh, and it gets to be, it gets to be a pain in the butt. It's, it, it's a challenge to, uh, to do this right because, you know, you have to jump through several hoops to, uh, to, to be able to supplement and be able to be reasonably confident that you're going to, you're going to test clean, uh, when, when you, when you get t- tested. Um, first of all is, you always have to get, you know, an NSF certified uh, product. And what I would recommend very highly uh, if you're, if you're planning to supplement is uh, go on, go on your product, your NSF products uh, website, uh, get the batch number that they tested because they don't, they're not required to test every single batch, but they do post the batches uh, that they have tested uh, as part of their NSF certification, get that batch, find that batch number, go, you know, go to your local, uh, your local health food store, uh, find that batch number, purchase that batch number, use that because it's at least been tested, uh, you know, and hopefully the whatever's in your canister was part of that test substance and not some contamination that got missed, uh, you know, at the, at the top of a barrel. But uh, I would recommend taking those, those little itty bitty, uh, 
Ziploc bags that you put, you know, vegetables in or whatever, you know, little tiny ones, take a scoop of, of everything you, you purchase, put it into the bag, label the bag, label the batch number, label the date, label where you got it, you know, take a Sharpie and, and cover all of that, throw it into your cupboard. Uh, and, and then what I would recommend as well is, you know, as you're approaching an event that there's a possibility that you can get tested for, I would go through that entire same process, but instead of, instead of the little baggies full, I would purchase uh, two of the same batch of everything you're taking. So you have a sealed container sitting in a corner uh, simply because if you get tested and it shows a positive result, you can very easily go, this is my sealed container of the same thing uh, test that. And hopefully that contamination is in that container as well. And, you know, USADA is very willing to, to work with something like that, you know, uh, from, from everything I've, I've dealt with, with them. So, uh, you know, if I had been able to find a sealed container of the same batch number, there is a very good likelihood that I would have had a further reduction in, in my, uh, in my suspension. Wow. I, that is a, that is an intense amount of work to, to go through sure. for supplementing. Uh, but, but, but I can forward, tell you this, it, it, it's, it's way better than, uh, than sitting around and, uh, and watching, uh, watching all your friends and, uh, uh, compatriots, uh, go race their bicycles while you, don't so for sure uh do you think and again i guess this is a very um, subjective question knowing that knowing knowing the risk now having having faced the consequences of of this whole situation knowing what it would take to to keep supplementing with even less risk i guess is or or you know the most protection you could possibly have is this something that you'll continue to do um you know but taking these additional steps of plastic baggies in your cupboard and extra sealed containers of of same batches of product is this something that you'll continue to do uh yourself as a as an athlete now i i think i wouldn't i think i'd be like uh, screw the amino acids i think i'll just you know, I'll eat more eggs or something <laughs> um, is sort of, sort of, I think where I might end up falling out on that uh, side of things, just understanding the level of commitment you have to make to, to, to mitigate, mitigate the risk as best you can. Where, where are you going to fall out on that? Or haven't you decided yet? Well, you know, I think, I think I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, I, uh, I've, you know, when, when I got notified of, uh, of testing, you know, it was like, okay, well, we're done with all this stuff. Um, you know, I guess there's still some stuff in the cabinet, but it just sits in the cabinet and takes up space at this point. I, I, I think the, the answer for me is I'm, you know, I'm still in the process of doing a bunch of research and, and really, you know, I took, uh, I took creatine, beta alanine, uh, glutamine and, and protein basically, you know, so, so like a whey protein. Um, and yeah, I think I'm with you, you know, I'll eat, uh, I'll eat more eggs. I'll, you know, go and buy some steaks, uh, you know, and, and, and figure out basically, 
and, and try to do this the way that, you know, because because all of those things, aside from the beta alanine, I suppose, but, uh, um, you know, you can get through diet. It's just a matter of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lazy. I don't like really cooking. I don't like planning meals. I don't like, you know, I, that's, that's, that's the weak spot in my um, nutrition is the weak spot in my training program because I just, you know, it, I prefer the convenience. Well, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to cooking. I just assume oh, I'm with you, have to do I'm with you. but um, uh, yeah. Well, I have a pro tip. This is, this is, I'm not paid by Bob's Red Mill, but if you do want to supplement with whey protein, Bob's Red Mill whey protein is made in a factory that does things like quinoa and oats. So you can do, uh, you can do Bob's Red Mill protein at lower risk, I think, than say, you know, from a big supplement com- company, uh, just, just pro tip and it's cheaper and it has no extra shit in it. Um, <laughs> so, so from a protein perspective, it has no added sugars or flavors or extra crap. You can just get pure whey protein from Bob's Red Mill and, uh, you know, they have it as a food supplement to, for baking purposes. So yeah, there's my pro tip for you. If you want your whey protein, Bob's Red Mill is the, is the way to go. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, significantly and it's less likely to yeah, significantly yeah. less likely to be contaminated as well, I would assume. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So highly, highly recommend the Bob's Red Mill. Um, so, so Brian, what's next? What do you, what, what is, what is next for the next six months for you while you, while you plow through the rest of your suspension? Well, I just, uh, you know, I just keep trying to, trying to hold things together, kind of hunker down. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to continue. I've spent, what 37 years as a bicycle racer 38 years as a bicycle racer uh i'm not quite sure uh how to stop doing that at this point uh so you know i'm in the gym i'm on the bike i'm basically going through my my normal routine uh with uh, you know i've got to say a little bit more a little bit more hunger than i've had uh in in recent years in terms of the the athlete side of, of of who i am uh, so looking forward to kind of looking forward to getting back to racing. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you don't know what you had until it's gone kind of things. Um, I didn't, I didn't give a lot of thought to racing, you know, like on race day, you know, I trained, uh, you know, I, I like to race my bicycle. I like to, I like to win, you know, uh, I, I, you know, try to do the things, uh, you know, to make that happen. But at the end of the day, it was, you know, a couple of races a year. It was, it was nationals. It was, it was worlds for me, uh, you know, getting to race co getting to race, uh, uh, you know, um, beef and bot getting to race all these guys that, uh, that I very much enjoyed racing. And I've been racing with against, you know, for, for decades at this point, uh, that's, that's the fun part of racing for me, but but coming back, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, you know, getting in and, and, and racing and, uh, and having a, having a good season next year. So speaking of, of getting back and racing, and, and this may be a slightly uncomfortable question, so I apologize in advance if it is, what's the reaction been from your peers to this, to this news and this development? I mean, obviously you're incredibly well-liked and well-respected in the sport, um, you know, has how how have your friends and and competitors responded to this news? And has everybody been, 
you know, understanding because you did, you were able to do the thing that so many people who test positive can't do, which is prove that there was cross-contamination. What's, what's the reaction amongst your peer group, Ben? Well, the, the, the reaction to my peer group here from my peer group has been, uh, has been overwhelmingly positive, which, uh, you know, when, when USADA made the announcement, I'd had, you know, I'd basically had, um, prepared my response to the USADA announcement, waiting for the USADA announcement to come. And, and quite frankly, I was, you know, I, I, I've read, I've read, you know, some of the comments from, uh, from people that have, you know, directed towards people that have tested positive. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and in all fairness, uh, you know, those, those thoughts uh, have crossed my mind on a couple of occasions reading USADA uh, reports as well. Um, but, but the response from my, my peers, the people I race with, the people in the cycling community uh, have, been, have been very positive, um, at least on my social media. Uh, um, cycle News was, uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was less positive <laughs> on Cycle News, but uh, um, but that's okay as well, right? Um, you know, people are people are certainly entitled to their opinion, and uh, and you know how they want to how they want to think about these things. Uh, at this point, you know, these conversations I'm having are not they're not about me. At this point, they're about hey, you might want to think about this because I didn't, and 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 this is where I'm sitting at this point. So that's kind of that's kind of the objective for me is to make sure that you know, people start understanding the stuff that I didn't know, I didn't know. And, uh, and, and moving on from there, but yeah, for, for, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, uh, the support from the cycling community that I'm a part of has been, has been very supportive. And what about the athletes that you, that you work with? Have they all said, Ooh, this gives me pause now about what I'm doing for supplements. Have have you had any of those conversations with your athletes who have said, how do I, you know, have they reached out and said, yikes, coach, I don't want this to happen to me. You know, have you had those conversations with folks or is this process now just beginning? Well, the process is, 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 is just beginning, uh, as, as a general rule. Um, uh, I, I went against, uh, I went against, uh, legal advice, uh, Early on in the in the uh, in the process, and uh, and let my riders know that this is the situation I was dealing with because it didn't seem fair not to, right? You know, uh, you know, I right. wanted them to, you know, I wanted it to be fully transparent, and I still want it to be fully transparent uh, to everybody. But uh, you know, my riders, that was something they needed to know uh, because obviously, obviously, things are going to be a little bit different for the next six months. Uh, as we proceed. So I want to make sure that, you know, the important part for me is that, you know, it's as smooth a transition for the next six months as it can be for, for all of them. But yes, we've had, we've had several conversations about that. Uh, I've had several conversations uh, from, you know, from, from people I don't even know uh, that have, uh, uh, that have approached me about that. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to give out, you know, give out what advice I have, uh, you know, based on my experience with it. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you have you have to do the research. You have to you have to do your due diligence uh, because at the end of the day, it's 
it's all on you anyway. Right. You know, I mean, they right. can't go, well, Brian said, you know, this was perfectly fine. And you saw it as going to go, Oh, well, Brian said it was perfectly fine. It's cool. Uh, you know, right. it's not happened. So, um, so, you know, I, I've, I've not discussed specific substances, uh, you know, with that as one of the reasons uh, behind that. It's like, you know, I don't right. want to, I don't want to give you a direction uh, or suggest a direction for you, have you go that direction and end up being out of the frying pan into the fire. You know, you've got right. to do, you know, if you're going to supplement at all, you've got, you've got to do it the way we talked about, uh, because right. that's your, that's your best bet against, uh, against preventing a situation like this. And if you, if you, you know, the, the, the less of those steps that you take, uh, the less research you do, the less uh, focus you put into it, the more likely you are, uh, you know, to end up, to end up in, in a situation like that. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think it is something that, you know, you, you made the point earlier, you know, you're sort of lazy about cooking or it's, this is the easier way to go. And, um, it's something that's very real and that people need to at least have on their radar is something that, you know, could happen to them. Um, and you think, you know, glucosamine, like, but you know, or like you said, beta alanine, I, I take it every day. Um, you know, and and certainly, I think that the chances of me being tested are slim to none because I'm not very fast. Um, <laughs> but but I think about that sort of thing, and you know, like oh, you know, what if you are tested? This could have just you know, I I work in the industry, obviously, and it would have an incredibly negative effect on my career. And it's like this could be the the cautionary tale that, you know, like I said, I'll eat more eggs um, uh, just because I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think I personally have the bandwidth to do all the steps that you mapped out. And uh, it's a very different thing when you're an athlete aspiring to go to Paris or, or to LA in 2028, right? It's a, it's a different animal um, for, for me versus those, those athletes, but certainly something worth balancing and thinking about. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's incredibly is it generous of you to to come out and and sort of talk about this, um, you know, openly and frankly and 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 just candidly, because it's it's a process I think so many people think of as scary and intimidating and and also sort of secretive. And so I, I applaud you, uh, you know a ton for coming out and talking about what could be uncomfortable for some. Um, and I'm sure, like you said, when we were teeing up the conversation before we started, it's certainly been an uncomfortable past six months for you. Um, so I think you deserve a, a load of credit for being willing to be so candid about this with the hopes that maybe this doesn't happen to somebody else. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like our, our listeners to know? Um, and and we are going to see you at T Town up in the stands. Is that uh? Yeah, I'll be up. I'll be up in the stands. I'll be up in the stands and uh, uh, you know, um, hanging out in the stands and uh, and you know, uh, uh, observing uh, observing my uh, daughter's uh, coaching debut. So that's uh, amazing, actually. Yeah, no, it's you know, I mean, this is this is one of the really cool positives that 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 has come out of this, you know, and hopefully. You know, this has not been a, you know, this has not been a fun process, but, you know, I think it's an important one. And, you know, if, if, if people can, 
think about this in a different way because I, I didn't, right. You know, I mean, I thought, you know, I'd been to these SADA seminars. I'd been, you know, it's like, okay, I got this right. And, and you go into it and you, you just get, you just get a little bit lackadaisical with, with the whole process. It's like, I've been tested seven times with this supplement, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't need to, you know, worry about this supplement anymore. And it's like, yeah, you do. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's the, that's the thing I want to drive home to everybody is if you're going to supplement, the only way you can make it kind of sort of safe is to, is to take those steps that I rattled off and, and it's a pain, right? It's, it's not something that's fun. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows that, you know, I mean, we take these supplements because they're, they're, they're a benefit to training and racing. That's, that's why we take them in the first place. But, uh, you know, the, the risk versus reward is something that you have to, you have to take a really close look at. And like, like we talked about earlier, yeah, I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to learn to uh, cook a little bit better and figure out, uh, you know, and basically just take the time and, and the discipline to go, okay, this is, this is now how, you know, this is the new, this is the new approach to this and this is how I'm going to do it. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think I'm with you on that. And and just for our listeners sake here, um, we will provide links in the show notes um, to to USADA's website uh, and referencing supplements. And we'll also link to the uh, NSF certified um, pages for folks uh, who are curious to learn more about about you know, batch numbers and uh, what products are and are not NSF certified um, so that, you know, you are making informed choices with what you put in your body as well. And and um, I, I suggest if you are going to supplement, you know, listen to all the steps that Brian outlined for us earlier in the podcast, you know, so that you understand that your your plastic baggie budget is going to have to go up perhaps uh, and, and clear out some space in your cabinet for, for those uh for those samples to be stashed aside um, because I think, you know, this is, this is the, the, the world we live in. Right. And so, um, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to take the risks, take the steps so that you, you know, you, you learn from, from Brian's misfortune here. And um, otherwise I highly recommend um, learning to cook. Uh, <laughs> um, Brian, it's been, it's been great to have you on and I appreciate again, your willingness to be so frank and, and, talk to folks and help folks learn from your experience and we wish you all the best and we're looking forward to seeing you back out on the track when the time comes and uh, I'm certain you will continue to thrive as an athlete and we'll cheer for your daughter coaching and and yeah the it can't come soon soon enough so thank you again for joining us on the talk of the t-town podcast it's been great to have you on well, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, hopefully the, uh, the, the the next time, uh, should there be a next time, is uh, is certainly uh, with better circumstances. But look forward to seeing you guys again and uh, and looking forward to uh, to watching the racing at T-Town. Super. This has been the Talk of the T-Town podcast with our guest, Brian Abers. If you enjoyed the show, please give us uh, stars, thumbs up, likes, hearts, uh, whatever it is that your podcast provider uh, allows you to rate us with so that we can keep the pod going and find more listeners. Thanks again. Talk of the T-Town podcast signing out. Thank you for listening. This has been the Talk of the T-Town podcast. I'm your host, Joan Hanscom. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. 
head over to our website at thebelladrome.com where you can check out the show notes and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.